This is Brian Oakes, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear from Sierra Doctor. Well, two more waves of snow expected to move through the northern plains and upper Midwest through this coming weekend. World Weather Incorporated says two to seven inches of snow is expected to fall from the Dakotas to the Great Lakes, with parts of Iowa and southern Minnesota into Wisconsin and northern Illinois seeing six to 12 inches of snow. World Weather says a change in the weather pattern is expected for North America next week, which should initiate a drier weather pattern. Looking at the radar here this morning, or as we speak, uh, we are seeing that uh, area of snow across central North Dakota stretching down in through central South Dakota that is moving to the east northeast. National Weather Service meteorologist uh, Mike Connolly, uh, who's based out of Aberdeen, says a small snow system is moving through the region. We have a a weaker system that's producing some light snow across the region. It's going to move essentially from southwest to northeast across the state. Light snowfall amounts generally in the two to four inch range. Thankfully, the winds are, are rather light with this system in comparison to the last couple. We only have a short break, but then we have actually another system coming up more significant starting Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And that's going to take a long meandering path across the area persisting into Friday morning. That one's going to produce a little bit more snow, decent chance of six inches or greater. And Connolly says folks have just gotten shoveled out of the last system where up to eight inches fell across several areas. So generally uh, that last storm system produced two-day snow totals on the order of just, you know, a uh, light dusting uh, to upwards of six inches. And we did have a period there where it melted for uh, a good part of the day on Sunday before the second wave moved through. And there was a bit of a stronger band up on the North Dakota side of things, too, that produced a one-eight-inch report uh, just across the border. Paraguay and much of Brazil expected to see regular rounds of rain and thunderstorms over the next two weeks, maintaining favorable crop conditions but slowing field work. Rains will be greatest from central and northern Paraguay to Mato Grosso eastward to Sao Paulo. Portions of western and southern Argentina will also benefit from regular rounds of rain through the middle of next week while hot and dry conditions occurring elsewhere. World Weather says the rain will fall on most western and southern areas of Argentina's next week. Stock markets are lower. The dollar is sharply higher after the Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jerome Powell told the Senate Banking Committee that more interest rate hikes are coming. Powell told the committee the latest economic data is stronger than expected, suggesting interest rates will likely go higher. With the exception of the winter wheat markets, the grain markets at midday are lower across the board. Cattle markets are also mixed on inflation demand concerns. The Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer fell five points in February to a reading of 125. Purdue Ag Economist Jim Mintert says future expectations also weakened. The current condition index was down two points compared to last month, but that left it 2% higher than this time last year. The future expectation index was down six points compared to last month, and that leaves it 1% below where it was this time last year. 
One of the reasons behind weak farmer sentiment could be a lack of confidence in future growth in ag exports. Since the beginning of 2019, we've been asking producers what they think is going to happen with respect to ag exports in the next five years. And the percentage of producers who have expressed confidence in exports as a source of growth for ag continues to erode with just 33% of respondents expecting exports to grow in the upcoming five years. Input costs continue to be a concern. More producers are worried about lower output prices and higher interest rates, while fewer producers are worried about input availability than on previous surveys. Farm Capital Investment Index was up one point this month compared to a month ago, and one point higher than it was this time last year. But the index remains roughly 50% below its level of two years ago. In a follow-up question posed to producers who say it's a bad time to make large investments in their farming operation, 45% of them pointed to the increase in prices for farm machinery and new construction as their primary reason, and the percentage of producers pointing to higher interest rates as a concern has also been rising in recent months. Minnesota Department of Agriculture looking for input on their strategic plan. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. Minnesota Department of Agriculture is hosting input sessions virtually today and tomorrow. Minnesota A Commissioner Tom Peterson says the webinars are open to the public and stakeholders. We're hosting uh, two uh, input uh, input sessions uh, for uh, stakeholders and uh, anybody across Minnesota. Tuesday and Wednesday, the information's on our website, uh, really to get um, feedback on our strategic plan for the next four years for the Department of Agriculture. As we look at our mission of, uh, you know, protecting our food supply, uh, protecting and working on the environment, but also uh, promoting uh, agriculture in Minnesota. So there's just a lot of things that uh, we need to do here at the department. And, the, and Governor Walz has made it clear that every agency should have a strategic plan and it should build on uh, building blocks that they have within the administration. The department already has labor and education at the top of their list of priorities for the next four years. Our department serves a lot of things, so whether it's uh, employee retention, uh, making the uh, Department of Ag a, a great place to work and where we can uh, attract and keep employees that serve uh, agriculture across the state, where we uh, customer service, again, too, very important as our people interact with uh, farmers and agriculture across the state, that they get somebody to pick up the call, uh, phone when they call, that the processes are workable when they're applying for grants and loans and things like that, and that we recognize all of Minnesota has agriculture in it, or everybody eats in Minnesota. So how do we uh, really incorporate all of that across the state into our department's strategic plan? Reporting agriculture's business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. And you can get the latest news and weather updates anytime by listening to the Red River Farm Network podcast. Listen at rrfn.com and most anywhere you find your podcasts. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. The Biden administration has released a plan to focus on competitiveness in agriculture, including the seed industry. Here's Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. We're going to create within USDA and the AMS division a seed liaison. And this individual responsibility will be to, as folks seek patent protection, to be able to make sure that farmers 
or breeders who have ideas and thoughts about this, they will now have a place and a person that they can go to to share information and to make sure that that information is supplied in the formal complex process that is involved in patents. We're also going to create a working task force between the Patent and Trademark Office and USDA, and the purpose of that working group is to make sure that they work closely with DOJ, the FTC, to make sure that things are on the level. This comes after the new proposed rule for labeling of products of the USA. If you want to use this label, or you want made in the USA label for beef, poultry, processed eggs, pork, you can only do it if the critter was born here, raised here, slaughtered here, and processed here. It is currently assessed on products if they're processed in the U.S., which means they could be born someplace, they could be slaughtered someplace, they could be raised someplace else, but not in the U.S., and still get this label. South Dakota Farmers Union Delegate Robert Lee is in San Francisco for the National Farmers Union Convention this week. I'm out here as a delegate for South Dakota Farmers Union. Um, thus far, we've spent about a half a day debating policy at a national level. It gives me an opportunity to speak for the people of South Dakota and what's important to them, their priorities. It's easy to feel like what's important to us must be important to everybody, and that's not the case. Um, you know, what's important to somebody... In Southern California, for agriculture is significantly different than what's important to us in South Dakota. So kind of my role out here is to make sure that our priorities are, are being brought to the forefront at the national level and, and uh, making sure our voices are heard. Lee says the recent announcement on meat and poultry labeling is a win for the Fairness for Farmers campaign to help, e- help even out the marketplace for American farmers and ranchers. At a national level, um, NFU's been pushing their Fairness for Farmers campaign, looking for more price transparency, working with like Department of Justice, looking at the Packers and Stockyards Act, maybe try to stay in bounds as far as the anti-monopoly type rules. That's one thing we've been talking about a lot out here. Um, specific to South Dakota, country of origin labeling has been a big thing we've been beating the drum on for years. It comes to the beef industry, ethanol production, consumption, you know, outside of the Midwest, trying to continue to push ethanol to the forefront as far as uh, sustainable fuels. Well, tomorrow's USDA supply demand report is not expected to produce much violent market swings. AgMarket.net market analyst Jacob Burks, though, remains cautious. This is a March report. It's typically a yawner, but we say that a lot, and all of a sudden you get a big move. Uh, you know, the market... The, the you know everything's pointed at at seeing some question marks as far as what we can do with the demand. I don't know that the USDA will will take a lot of the demand away. Uh, you know from the simple fact that you know they 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 they've pulled a lot of it back already. We are well off the pace, but that pace can change. And Burks is not ready to give up on demand. We do have the the ability to to move it later in the season. And some of these dynamics, whenever you see large movements in South America production size, and you see you may, mainly Brazil, I mean the the, the amount of uh, area that they put into the uh, into the corn and beans is just uh, it's huge. It's it's a very significant number now that they're you know exporting out to corn. The dynamics in in how and when we export uh, domestically. Uh, it could be could be changing. It could be changing rapidly. We may be uh, exporting later into the season uh, if they're still exporting beans down there. So I think that that we you know kind of have to keep an open mind a little bit that they just might some of these exports might just come later as well.
Basis bids at the six regional grain elevators, followed by the Red River Farm Network, mostly unchanged from last week. Spring wheat basis ranges from 30 to 70 cents under the Minneapolis May futures. Corn basis ranging from 20 to 50 under the May corn uh, futures. And the soybean basis ranges from 45 to 85 under the May contract. Go to rrfn.com. You can sign up for our weekly Red River FarmNet News e-newsletter. That uh, our FarmNet News will hit your email box every Monday. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Bipartisan group of lawmakers, including Minnesota Representative Michelle Fishbach, have sent a letter to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack about the way the Phase 2 of the Emergency Relief Program, or ERP, is being handled. Unlike Phase 1, the letter says the new methodology is complicated and requires the sharing of personal tax records. USDA will release its updated March supply and demand numbers at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines says South American numbers will be the focus. Absolutely. Uh, Argentina, you know, everyone's looking for oh, another 2 to 4 million metric ton decrease, both in corn and beans there. Um, actually seen some numbers for bean production getting below 30 million metric tons. I mean, that's approaching really near half a crop uh, compared to some of the early expectations. So those will definitely be the big numbers we look for. And Heinz is also looking for an increase in U.S. corn carryout. Wouldn't shock me at all if we see uh, corn exports come off a little bit. Uh, same with grain sorghum exports. You know, I think both could probably peel back a little bit just because of the current pace. And that, of course, will increase our inning stocks for corn. Checking market numbers before we leave you this afternoon. May wheat Minneapolis is down seven cents at eight fifty-five and three quarters. July is down six and a quarter at eight fifty-three and a quarter. Chicago May wheat is four and three quarter cents higher at seven dollars even, and Kansas City May wheat is three and a quarter cents higher at eight oh one. May corn down a penny six thirty six. December corn down two and a quarter at five sixty seven and three quarters. May soybeans are down fourteen and a half cents at fifteen fourteen and a quarter. November down six and a half at thirteen seventy two and three quarters. In Winnipeg, May canola is down eight dollars and twenty cents a metric ton. $813.60. April live cattle, 27 cents lower at 165.80. June is down 42 at 160.57. April feeder cattle, 7 cents higher, 198.67. May is 92 cents higher at 204.17. April lean hogs, a dollar and 10 cents higher at 84.57. The June hogs are down 27 cents at $100.35. Dow Jones Industrial Average right now down 552 points. We're at 32,878. And again, the dollar index up strong. We're up over 1,200 points. This is the Red River Farm Network. <laughs>